Hello and welcome to another episode of You Said 100 Miles. Uh, I am your host, Bob, and joining me as always, the lovely Sass. Hello. And uh, we're, we're now, we're under three weeks to Badger. How many episodes we got left? We got this one. Do we have one before Badger and then one after? Correct. So we got three. We got three episodes. We've got three episodes left. Oh, God. I hope you're enjoying our lovely voices. Well, and then I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, we should, we'll should we definitely have to do one right after Badger. Oh, yeah. But then maybe it would be cool to do one like a few months down the line. That'd be fun. Yeah. You know, just kind of like. See how you're doing. See what's happened in, in the interim. But then, so it'll be like. It'll be dead, 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 and then one day, mm-hmm. like it'll just show up in people's feeds. He'll be like, "It's us again." Hey, bitch! I bet you didn't think you'd see us again. <laughs> I will not be at the Badger Bob, but this almost makes me want to like randomly show up so that when you're crossing the finish line, I can run in like a, like a newscaster, like, "Sir, sir, hi, you know, Sass, three uh, PV news. I just got to talk to you real fast. How do you feel about running this race?" <laughs> You'll be like, go away. I, I, I'm hallucinating. <laughs> I, I've gotten no less than four requests for your presence at Badger. Oh, that's super sweet. But that's Witcher weekend. <laughs> <laughs> the second part of The Witcher is dropping, and I have to watch all of it with your wife and my roommate. Well, you, you could come up Friday after work, hang out at Dots. <laughs> I'm, I'm very flattered. And I'm not even saying that I couldn't be tempted up with like food or something, but I gotta I gotta prep for Witcher weekend. Oh man, not even food. I mean, mm. I can go a lot. I will go a lot of places for food. I can be bought. But I mean, it's you know, there's so the the the, the packet pickup for this place is uh is this place called Dots, and Dots Tavern is like the most Wisconsin towny bar <laughs> that exists. <laughs> Okay. And I can already picture it exactly. I like you don't oh the the picture I've got right now. <laughs> yeah. It's it's amazing and it's it's the northern turnaround point for the 100. Mm-hmm. Um so like you actually go so you run up up to dots. You go down to the bar and get a souvenir and then you head back and it's just is and for the dots last standing dots is like one of the one of the endpoints of that too and so you end up you just keep going back and forth between belleville and dots um so it's just a really cool time um and uh a a, a great environment to people and i have seen you could bring your dice i have seen people playing D. What? At packet pickup. Look at that. Oh, that's nice. So I'm just saying, you come up. It's there. It's an option. I will. I will. It's an option. I will think it over, but the answer is probably still no. <laughs> and you could drive Erica home. No. I could. <laughs> we would just watch The Witcher like on our tablet as I'm driving. Like, how did you get in an accident? I was like, well. I don't know, man, like Henry Cavill showed up with his sword and he was killing things left, right and center. And I was so enthralled that I just hit a deer. It's terrible. I, I mean, 
I, I don't want to get too far into Witcher, but I feel, oh, yeah, sure. I feel like we have, you know, <laughs> this has got to be, how many episodes are left to drop? I want to say five. Is it five? five? I think it's five. I think it's like a 10 episode season. I think five have dropped. Okay. Because they broke the season up for some ungodly reason. I don't like that personally, but they just, this is Cavill's last stand. So maybe that's why. I don't know. Okay. Got it. I just like to burn through things. If, if you're going to drop it one week at a time, that's fine. But don't tease me like this. <laughs> not fair, right? It's not fair. I got other stuff to do. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, so three weeks, three weeks, uh, less than three weeks now to um, to Badger. And, um, you know, definitely, like, definitely things are very exciting and um you know, it's it's becoming real uh, along the way. And one of the fun things about it, I think that's interestingly helping my hype this time, is that two weeks ago, I was at Western States mm-hmm. crewing and pacing. And tell me where what tell me and everybody where Western States is. So Western States is in California. It's a 100-mile okay. race. Um, is one of the oldest 100-mile races. And I won't, oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. I won't go into all the controversy behind that. Just know it's one. It's a, there's controversy? There's there's lots of controversy. <laughs> Are like people yeah. throwing down like, no, we were here first. No, we were here first. Well, okay. I guess I got to go into it. Go in a little. Basically, the sto- the, the deal is that it um when they for the the first several times they ran it it didn't it wasn't actually 100 miles okay 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 um, and they measured and they eventually fixed it um but by the time they fixed it another race had started running so there's a lot of people who get kind of it uh, it, it gets under their skin that western states will say they were the first 100 okay um and it's just like the dumbest thing. You know what I love about any hobby, any any subculture, any group? There's got to be dumb drama. Oh, and it's yeah. it's the dumbest thing you've ever heard. You're like, really? That's what we're throwing down yeah. about? <laughs> yeah. Like, lots of internet drama. Like, just kind of stupidity. Wow. Um, and, and what I think is interesting about that is that if you don't go to Western states, you're like, kind of the the view you have of it is what you hear about it mm-hmm. and a lot of what you hear about it being not there is about the the controversial parts of it oh that's not it's not even like it i don't know i felt i feel like if it's going to be this big of a controversy i controversy i want more juicy drama behind it like <laughs> i want some like mysterious death <laughs> that nobody can solve and somebody thinks it's linked to this race but no it's linked to that race. i don't even know like i i want i want it if it's this big of a deal i want more <laughs> you want, maybe maybe someone could write some western states fanfic that would be great i would go read that and be like oh yeah, my god what there we you got go here <laughs> Um, well, in the, I think, you know, so there's, there's kind of some like weird stuff there. Okay, okay. Um, getting into the race is near impossible. Um, is it, is it, um, oh, like a raffle or, or are you just like first come first serve? It's a lottery. 
It's a lottery. Okay. Um, and it's kind of convoluted to get into. Like, so you have to qualify. So, which means running one of a a, a race that's on their qualifying lists, which are mostly hundreds, but there's a few hundred Ks as well. Mm. Um, and then you can get a ticket and you put your ticket in. And the problem is they pick like 300 names and 8,000 people put in for the lottery. Oh, okay. So it's, it's, it's hard to get very into. difficult to get yeah. in. Is that more difficult than, I don't actually know. Is the Boston Marathon harder to get into than this? Or is it like about the same? Well, so that's an interesting question because the Boston Marathon, you can get into it as long as you're fast enough. So that's okay. 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 That's a timed thing. Right, like, is like the Boston Marathon. Like, there is a there. I mean, there's controversy around Boston too, because it's not absolute. But like, if you they publish times, mm-hmm. and these are your Boston qualifier times, and if you run faster than that at a qualifying race, um, you can <laughs> get in. <laughs> um, you and if you run like faster enough then that qualifying time, you're definitely going to get in. Okay. Um, another one of those, like it's, it's, it's weird. It just, but you know, in principle, it's you, like there is a published number that you can strive for and like you can work towards (laughs) and put and do what you have to, to get in for Western States. That's not the case. Like, yes, they do. There are like slots reserved, for people that win what they call their golden ticket races mm-hmm. um and like the top 10 from the previous year get reinvited back um and then sponsors get a couple spots so you know they do there are other spots um but by and large um you know it's lottery okay just you know. almost straight luck yeah and so if you um and now they do make it so, like, every year you're in the lottery, your odds get better. Oh, that's good. Okay, that's something. But even still, they're, this coming year will be, like, the first person who's put in the lottery ten times. Wow. Getting in. This is this is making me flash back to trying to get Hamilton tickets in Chicago because <laughs> there was a lottery. And every day I'd be like, how am I not winning? No, I'm never. Like, never. I will never see this damn play. I don't <laughs> believe the Hamilton lottery ever paid out. To Honest anybody. to God, I almost believe you, Bob. I think they just put that in there to keep the peasants from revolting because we couldn't <laughs> afford tickets. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, you know, so the, there's controversy about that. And, like, there's a lot of questions about is the way that it's done actually equitable um but what what is crazy about it is that like when you're when you don't go to the race that is a lot of what you're hearing and that is what's on so that's what people speak loudly about and you know I th- there's certainly good like the how the lottery is run it, and how people get in because they're limited. It's not like they can just they can just increase the number. Mm, okay. There is there is a limit that's imposed on them for by permitting. Um, so, like, there's there's good discussion to be had about that. But if you from going to the race and actually seeing it and and like they bill it as like 
quote unquote like the Super Bowl of ultra running okay. in North America. Like um and honestly it's a big event. Like okay. you go to it it's you know they it, it's a big deal. Like they had events going on for a few days before the race. Um they had live coverage on streaming on YouTube uh for the entire race. Um they have, you know, they they have like a lot of the pageantry mm-hmm. that goes around something that is kind of a, a big deal. Did you guys um, set something on fire to start the race, like the Olympics? Like oh, that would have been cool. I'm just, it's a suggestion. It's a suggestion. Yeah, we should have done that. I'm just saying. <laughs> Although, so the race starts in at Palisades Tahoe. Okay. Um, which is where the Olympics were back oh, in like the 60s. Cool. Um, hey. <laughs> so, <laughs> the, 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 what is it? The, like. I don't know. The um, building is still there, but falling over or something. Uh, they, it, I mean, it could use some paint. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just a couple thoughts here Just on the, thoughts. On the oh, but I like mean, hundred miles. <laughs> yeah, it's um, you know, it, but they, so they might have a, the the resort might be like, no, you can't do a flame. That's Olympics. Yeah. The, no, um, no, no, no. What are you trying? Are you trying to steal You're the Olympics steal idea? The Olympics. Um. But yeah, so it's, it, you know, so, so you got the pomp and circumstance about it, you know, and, and that does get you hyped. I know that's not for everyone. And I, there's mm-hmm. a lot of, there's a lot of trail runners who specifically like races that are kind of quiet and don't, or like maybe there's five people running, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, kind mm-hmm. of. Um, and so, you know, definitely Western States isn't for everybody. Um, which is good. If it's not for you, that's good because you won't get in anyway. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> don't lose any sleep over it. Um. So yeah. So, but it it was. I enjoyed. I enjoyed that. Um. So my friend who was running it, Kevin Jordan, um, and who finished twenty six hours eight minutes. Um. He, you know, he had a couple of us come crew him and then he got all of us in to do uh, a pacing segment, which was awesome. So what was fantastic about that for me was just getting this, you know, having the opportunity to crew with somebody who has crewed before and not just crewed, but crewed at that race. And, um, which made the whole experience a thousand times better. If nice. We were just kind of three random people who had never crewed before showing up to support our buddy. It probably would have been a train wreck. <laughs> it's good that it's good that you had some more experienced people. Yeah. Um, you know, and so we, you know, we set him off at, was it start race starts at like 5 AM. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then it was cool. Like the, the first climb, it's like 2,600 feet, like, up. Like, mm-hmm. so you start at the base of the resort and you go over the top and into um, wilderness. And, like, there was a lot of snow up there. Oh, still? Okay, because oh, you're getting yeah. really high up then. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of I I did that climb the day before, mm-hmm. you know, and it was not easy um, getting up there. So, um you know, they, and overnight, like, 
because so you know it's in the high sierra it was sunny the night before it all melted or you know got very wet so overnight it freezes Oh, so it was it was slippery and just brutal um a thing every runner adores ice oh yeah the ankle eaters of the world yes so they got you know what was cool though is they had coverage of that first climb so we we went back to our airbnb and we watched that first like hour or two uh at least until we saw our friend go up um get over the the escarpment and that was that was pretty cool you know you're not going to see that in a lot of trail races um and then from there we got in the car we went to the first aid station we could meet him at and then the rest of the day was just that Uh, you know where he gets to us we um we give him everything he needs to take care of him he gets on his way and we pack up and go to the next one and um it's exhausting Mm. Um, but it was very rewarding. It was a lot of fun. Um, and it was very, I think, good for me doing that so close to my race because it's, it's helped me like, be like, okay, what, what are the things I'm going to want? Um, and for my crew and, um, and Pacer. And so that was helpful uh in and of itself and it was just a fun time uh the whole crew was uh fun uh to be with uh shout out to um oak miller and justin hall who were the other two crew and we you know i did and i ended up pacing the last six miles which was a okay. lot of fun. You sent me a photo of yourself, I think, actually, that so- somebody had captured it, and you were in your, like, uh, you got your bucket hat on because your bucket hat, Bob. And, like, it, it just, I don't I don't think I was expecting that many people. Like, when I was looking at it, I was like, wow, like, this is, this is a, a big cheering event. Yeah, and, you know, what was interesting is that when we came through at 26 hours, like, the stadium there was actually pretty empty. Mm-hmm. One of the cool things is... Um, they have what they call the golden hour, which is the last hour of the race. Mm-hmm. And statistically, more people finish in the golden hour than at any other point of the race. Okay. So generally, like, everyone comes to the stadium to cheer in that hour. And um, it gets pretty crowded. And, mm-hmm. like, especially when you've got so, – so the way it works is it, the, the finish – is at a high school in Auburn, California. And you, to finish, you have to come down onto the track and then you do kind of like three quarters of the way around the track is where the finish line is. Okay. So you have to get around the track. So when you're one of the last people and there's like a minute and a half left on the clock or, you know, when you're moving like that, probably two and a half minutes, um, (laughs) You know, and people see you come in, like, they're like, it just explodes because people are like, you got to move. You got to move. You got to get, because if you don't make it over the timing mat before 30 hours is up, Mm -hmm. you are not a finisher. Oh, okay. This is, this isn't like, um, we've talked about a couple other ones that'll, even if you don't make it or something, they're like, oh, you're, you're still considered like, uh, they'll give you the belt buckle. Well, I, I know races that'll do it two ways. Like, they'll do, or, or, you know, a couple different ways, which is, like, 
So some will give you the buckle, but officially you won't be a finisher. Mm-hmm. Some will count you still. Um, this is just me. I have no judgments on anybody who wants it one way or the other, but I don't think I would want it if I hadn't finished it. Mm-hmm. Like I would be like, no, 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 no. Take that away. I don't want that. Yeah. I I generally uh, agree with you, but there is, there is something to be said for, you know, the, so, you know, giving people the option. Oh, yeah, because especially, know? like, I can see why you would also, the other side of it would be, like, no, 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 I trained for it, I did take part in this, and, you know, this will be uh, just something to remember it by kind of a thing. So I yeah. could I could see wanting it either way. Yeah. Um, And, you know, we, what was, what's cool, one thing that's cool is that, so they had two people who crossed the line, after 30 hours was up and they, you know, so they didn't get buckles, Mm -hmm. but Western States does this thing. They do an award ceremony. It's like an, it's like two hours after they finish the finish of the race. Cause they actually, all of the belt buckles, they engrave with your name and finishing time. So, Oh, the finishing time is nice. Is a nice touch. I like that. So, you don't, you can't, you, you, you don't get your buckle right away. You got to come back and get it. Um, which is like just a nice swift kick in the nads <laughs> when you just, <laughs> you know, all that time. But, um, it is, it is cool. To, and, you know, I kind of get the sense. Some people really don't like the award ceremony. I kind of was into it. Um, I could have, done with a little less preamble and get get to the actual handing out of buckles a little faster but do they do it one at a time or like they hand they, out they every name your name single runner that's 300 people yeah. in theory let's say every let's yeah. let's say everybody finished it it didn't it didn't take as long as you might think um but they you know they do a whole like the mayor of the town speaks okay this person's speed, but you know they they bring out the the winners of the race and the top, you know, and okay, and in top of all of that, they took they took a moment to actually acknowledge the two people who who crossed the line but didn't finish. Oh, that's actually very cool. That's because you and I talk a lot about like, look, it's I wouldn't even call it failure, but it's it's okay to not do something perfectly, yeah. and like that, the fact that you did it still means a lot. Yeah. So I, I, I really like that. Um, you know, there are, there is a kind of uh, like a cult of fanaticism around Western states. And um, to, to a certain extent, I'm sure it has to do with, um, you know, the desire to make money off of trail running. Mm-hmm. Um, but from going there, I can, I can say a few things. One, it's clear that the people who run that race care about it. Um, I think it is a, it's an awesome race. It's a cha- It's definitely hard. You know, it's very, it's a very difficult, like first you got to deal with a, a whole bunch of climbing. You might have to deal with snow. Um, and then you're going to deal with heat. Um, once you get down into the valleys, into the canyons. So it, it's, it's a challenging race. Um, it's cool. I think it deserves a lot of the hype. Um, and I'm very thankful for the opportunity to go and take part in it. Um, 
And I would say the, the last thing I'll say about it is, you know, if you can't, if you can't run Western States, you know, look for an opportunity to crew it. Um, mm. That, you know, cause that was fun. And even, or, you know, if you can get a pacing line while you're there too, like, um, cause I think an event like that, it's like just being part of the atmosphere um, is as much, is as great as anything else. Um, if it came up that I could get a ticket, you know, if I got a ticket, I would put in for it. Okay. Um, but I'm not gonna like, I'm not like feeling like, Oh, I've got to like really go out after and trying to get a ticket every year. Like this isn't your like you've wanted to run Tunnel Hill for not Tunnel Hill you wanted to run Tunnel Hill and now you are aiming for the Badger but mostly because of the hundred miles this isn't you going like oh yeah you're next no yeah no it's like a John Wick character yeah like, it's kind of next. it's kind of like you know I if I can get if I ever get the opportunity to do it that'll be cool but I know the odds are so low mm-hmm. like that I'm my you know deep down I'm like I'm not gonna get like really hyped and try to like get excited about maybe running this race one day because I know the chances aren't very high and I had a great experience there. Yeah. So, um, I think that makes a ton of sense like that. It, you're just hearing you describe how you get into the race makes me think like, Oh God, why would you even attempt that when there's other races that you, but it sounds like it was such a, a very good experience. So I'm glad you got to go. That sounds cool. Yeah. It does kind of sound like you get to run through, like, I was going to say all four seasons because you got the snow, you got the heat. Um, I guess there's, like, a springtime weather. I can't think of anything for autumn, though, so maybe if they set up, like, a guy <laughs> dressed as the Headless Horseman to chase you for a while because that'd be autumn. That'd be Halloween. Yeah. There I'll volunteer go. for that. There you go. I like it. It was also cool because you're out in the middle of nowhere and you cell, cell phones don't work. And anytime I'm... What? Anytime I'm somewhere, cell phones don't work. I just, I'm so happy. Isn't it kind of nice? Oh, like you, so you feel nice. a little freer than before. Oh, so nice. <laughs> like when four days in Alaska without a cell phone was the best. Ooh, like there's, there's something about it. So last thing we'll talk about on Western States and then we'll move on to the rest of our agenda here. Um, Kevin um, commissioned me before the race to make t-shirts for the crew. <laughs> Oh, show me the shirt. Show me the shirt. So, so here we go. So, um, so what I'm showing Sass right now is the shirt that I made with the modified Western States logo. So normally that's a cougar. Okay. Um, and Kevin's very tall and people call him a giraffe. Oh, so we thought this would be funny. And we put this on a shirt and we put it on a sweatshirt. Okay. And the sweatshirts have names on them for the crew. It's like a giraffe standing in a circle, and the circle makes up, like, the text of Western State. So it's pretty cool looking. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. Now, the crew had a side chat going, too. And the crew came up with an idea for a shirt they wanted to do. Okay. Okay, what do we got here? So those are the sh- I made those shirts, too. Oh boy. And it's just his face looking very angry. Um 
and like it looks like a wanted poster it does it looks exactly this guy's face but like an old tiny wanted poster like somebody had to draw this yeah and he still looks like real angry you're like i don't want to tangle with that guy oh yeah and it's on a red shirt too so it's it's just adding to it it's very nice bob i like it yeah these these made me quite happy all right so we spent uh a lot of time in western states that's that's okay okay um, let's let's swing over to Yuri's. What what are we thinking about? What are we talking here? Uh, all right. How we feeling? How we doing? So Thursday after I so after Western States, I stayed in California for two day a few days for a work conference, and so I got to do like a little like Oceanside mm-hmm. running um, in Long Beach, and I love running by the ocean. God, I I felt, body of water. I, I felt I, I I posted this on Strava. It's like I I ran by the ocean, so now I'm a real runner, right? Yeah, like, you one hundred percent. You can't be a real runner until you've run by the ocean. If it was an anime, we would get like the pull away shot where it's just your silhouette running by like sparkling water. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you officially are a real runner. And yeah, you know, and then a butterfree is there for some reason. Yes, exactly. A kokobo runs by. It's great. <laughs> um, so. No problems. Everything's good. I get back to Illinois. Oh, no. Wednesday night. Okay. And first, I'm coming back to, like, the air. Um, uh, yeah. The the poor air quality. If you don't know, the, the last smog, two weeks or so, we've had really bad air from the uh, the Quebec wildfires coming down. For a moment, we were, like, the worst air. Chicago was the worst air quality in the world. Yeah. It. I mean, I missed the vast majority of it. It wasn't too bad when I landed. Um, a lot of it had cleared, but I, I did hear, like, it's pretty gnarly. You're lucky it sucked. <laughs> yeah. So by the next day, it actually pretty much cleared up. Um, and so, of course, it's a day ending in Y. I have a run. Mm-hmm. Uh, five miles. Oh, nice. My favorite. I go out to run. And what is going on with my ankle? Oh, this no. doesn't feel good. Um, hello. And um, so the pain that I've been getting, and it's gotten a lot better, but um, it's like on top of my ankle. Okay. And it happens when I pull my toes up. Okay. So dorsiflexion. Um, and it's really frustrating uh, this past week was supposed to be my peak week mm-hmm. I would have been running somewhere between 60 and 70 miles um, and I did not do that um, I basically I I just took a I took a full week off of running that's smart that's real um, smart it's smart but it hurts I I know but I I know how painful it is to not do it and you're doing the right thing I'm very proud of you for not <laughs> for not just running through it and ignoring it as I would have done well I mean at first it, it was so it, it hurt so much like it was like no I <sighs> and it, it was kind of like I was at that point of like okay if by Monday morning like I don't feel like this has made movement like that we're we're gonna have problems. Like, is this just an overuse injury? I don't know. It it may. It, I mean, as someone recently told me, all injuries are overuse injuries. Well, fine. Yes. <laughs> um. But 
it, you know, the way it came on um, was kind of weird. And I actually wonder if it might have been like a problem with my lacing. Okay. Um, and, you know, what I've looked into it. Now, it's got, you know, it got dramatically better every day. Um, and to the point that I'm at now of, uh, you know, if I pull my foot up really high, like I feel it, but, uh, you know, just sitting around or just walking, um, it's fine. And I even ran yesterday. Good, good, good. Um, you know, and it was fine. So, you know, that it, it does make me a little paranoid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 10 miles yesterday, it was fine, but you know, that is one tenth of what I'm going to do. Um, so I mean, you know, at this point though, I'm, I'm into where, you know, um, I'd be starting my, uh, starting to cut volume mm-hmm. and, uh, anyways. So it's like, you know what, I'll just keep the volume low, um, not do anything, you know, just no speed work, like, okay, just maintain my fitness. Um, and you know, and just hope on race day, like it's, it's a hundred percent and, um, or that if it's not a hundred percent, it's not going to stop me. I would say just the fact that you stayed off it for a week and it already feels so much better is a really good sign. Yeah. Um, I mean, unfortunately, rice, rest, ice, compression, elevation are your best friends in this kind of scenario. And yep. I know that's just very frustrating because no one ever wants to rest. No, no. Like you're like, I'll do the ice and the compression and the elevation, but I can still run. Right. And they're like, no, 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 no. The R is very important. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I am a, I am a. I'm a big believer in motion and lotion mm-hmm. and like, uh, like the, the concept of like, like truly pure rest is not necessarily good for you. I mean, your muscles could, you know, at that point stiffen up. So you yeah. wouldn't want to just like immediately like lay, like, I think a lot of people picture like, Oh, rest, like I'll just lay on the couch and you're like, yeah. well, no, it just kind of means that, you know, you cut back on stuff and you're a little gentler with it and you're, you know, you walk instead of right. run or that kind of thing. Exactly. So yeah, that's what I, that's what I was doing. A little bit of walking just, um, but yeah, the rice protocol and, um, you know, I'd, I'd really love it if by like next weekend, like I don't even feel it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, so that was a that was a that was a big bummer um as long you know it's like it's hard for me not to think about like the fact that like three like a couple weeks before oh well tunnel hill it was like literally a week and a half before Mm -hmm. that i got sick um this was at least you know a month before the race yeah so um but you know that's a good segue into kind of something that I've been thinking a lot about, which is the differences between this race and Tunnel Hill. Okay. And how I feel about going into it. Okay. How do you feel? I am like stupid excited. Hey, there go we go. That's great. Yeah. Like I'm, you know, going into Tunnel Hill, like I was just stressed. Yeah. Like I had a lot going on at work. I was very busy. It was like, it was hard for me to 
it was hard for me to build excitement for the race. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think I've got, and that's not necessarily anything to do with the race. Yeah. Right. Like, um, I think going into this race, I, I basically stacked the deck in my favor. Okay. It's only two hours from home. Uh, it's, uh, going to be filled with people I know who are friends. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I've got my brothers flying in to crew me. I've got a local friend here who's going to pace me. Like everything is kind of, you know, lining up. Okay. Um, but also I think different from Tunnel Hill too, though. And this was one of the, the, the big takeaways I had was like, I, I had not sufficiently prepared logistically mm-hmm. for Tunnel Hill. You know, I expand on that. What do you mean? So like, I, I didn't, you know, I, I hadn't planned for, I need to take like two days off before the race. Mm-hmm. I, I, um, you know, I I haven't I didn't give myself enough time to like really make sure my drop bags were good and that everything was lined up and um you know I didn't re- you know I didn't try super hard to um to get somebody to crew me mm-hmm. and I you know it, it, a lot of it, and it's just ignorance Okay. Uh, yeah, I you mean, know, was Tunnel Hill. We kind of talked a lot last time about like you know just the differences and and how much more training you've got now and how yeah. much better you kind of understand your body in these situations where you're just running much longer distances than you were probably used to. Yeah. Well, it, it's just wild because you know, and part of why I'm grateful for Western states is like it was like it was a reminder of like, oh, here's all the stuff you got to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like okay. I've got somebody flying in. I got to make sure I get them. I got to make sure the room is uh, locked down um, mm-hmm. and that everything that's that needs to be taken care of is well in advance of the race because that weekend, I'm not going to be able to do it. And I think, you know, I see some people out there who like, who have done this enough that they've just got it unlocked. It's like the mm-hmm. air traveler. Ah, you yeah. know, like who like the first time you fly it's like it's super chaotic you don't know you don't know what's going to be stressful you don't know what you have to do you, it's like what do you mean i i need the little bottles and the, mm-hmm. the, the can, is this toothbrush okay and you go nuts about it and then by the time you know you've flown 50 times you're just like you don't worry about it you just know what to do and that's what i don't have for 100 mm-hmm. for like 50 miles and less it's no problem. Like I know exactly what I need to do. I don't, I don't worry about that at all. Um, my biggest worry on race day for a race is which shoes am I going to wear? Mm -hmm. Everything else is like, I know how I'm going to do it. I've got my, my like race to go kit set up. Um, but, uh, just the, the length of time that you're going to be at the race the length of time that you're going to have people helping you and you have to take care of that. You have to set up that they're ready to take care of you 
um, like that, that, that I'm doing much, you know, I'm doing that. I hope fairly well this time. Okay. Um, and like last night I had a, uh, a zoom with, um, my crew and pacer and it was awesome just going through and talking through the logistics of the race and um so like we're gonna get up there sometime early afternoon on friday so you know you can check into the room at three mm-hmm. so i want to be at the room by three so we can check in go to packet pickup um come back um in oh. a weird way bob this is 100 reminding me of like the first time I went to a convention versus like the eighth time I went to a convention. Yeah. I was like, got snacks, got drinks, know where everything is. I will not be buying those overpriced nachos. It's time to go back to the room. Whereas the first time, like you're hungry, you're exhausted, you're buying like a hot dog that costs $60 because you don't know what's going on. So yeah, no, I mean, you got a lot of stuff to prep for. Yeah. And thank goodness I have a better idea now of what's, what I really need and what I don't. Um, but uh, you know, and I'll I'll have an even better idea after this race uh, for future races. So uh, it, it is just like if, you know, I've I've kind of always thought like my the target audience for this podcast is the person who's who's like looking to do their first hundred mm-hmm. and wants to hear the experience of somebody else who's going through that and. You know, I think this is one of the biggest takeaways from the whole thing is just don't, don't make sure you got your shit squared away mm-hmm. before race weekend. You know, the, the only thing you should have to do race week is pack your bag. Um, and you know, make sure like work's not going to get in the way. Um, make sure, uh, you're you know you if you think you need crew you better have <laughs> like call some people like, ahead of time make sure you lock that down consider uh, crew like bridesmaids you want them like a year in advance <laughs> yeah pretty much now i hadn't planned to do crew for tunnel hill at all and in retrospect you know i was going to go with just a pacer mm-hmm. and um in retrospect that was not the best of decisions Tell uh, me what a tell me what a crew is going to do for you. Like what a what are they waiting for you with like snacks and that kind of thing? So it's like they see you coming and they're like, "All right, here's your snacks, here's your water, go." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So exactly I mean, what I'm so, th- I'm picturing. Yeah. So and what you know for for Badger, it's a race at the end of July. You know, historically, it's not ever gotten super hot. It's usually been 82 mm-hmm. is the high um, that it's been. Um, that said, this year it'll probably be like 106 with oh, 90% no. humidity or something like that. And you got to, you got to, you know, expect that. So, like, one of the things I talked about with them last night was, like, you know, I get hot. I am still a big guy mm-hmm. for an ultra runner. I'm going, I'd like keeping me from overheating is numero uh, uno. And 
Uh, so like I have ice bandanas. Oh, nice. Um, let, I'll show you those. Show me the ice bandanas before before you leave. They're they're pretty. I actually I got them at Western States. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny is that like when I used to run, my big thing was I would I would freeze a water bottle and yeah. then it would be really hot, so it would melt as I would run. And then the best part of the run was dumping it over my head as I hit one of the like water fountains I knew was on the way yeah. so I could refill it. And, oh, man, honestly, if you had people just waiting for you to dump water on you, I would understand that. Yeah. Well, so that's the thing. And we were just talking about that. It's like every time you come to an aid station, like, uh, douse yourself, like, mm-hmm. cool down and um, get ice on you. Make sure you're eating. Like, there's a checklist of items. Sunscreen. Sunscreen, very important. You know, like there's a, there's a checklist of things that are that are just a lot to try to do on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and kudos to the people who can do it. Like it's it's not easy. Um, and so like my brother's gonna have that list, and he's just gonna you know every time he sees me go through it. Like he'll have my water bottles ready. So like I've got you know, two full sets of water bottles. So mm-hmm. he'll, we'll just switch them out, you know, versus if I'm running by myself, okay, I get to the aid state. I have to refill them, put my powder in them that I want to mix. Mm-hmm. Like that takes a lot of Do you just do like water and water and powder or do you like Gatorade as well? Or that's kind of like after the race sort of a thing. So, <laughs> um, I have a number of nutrition options. Oh, okay. So, um, I, um, I'll be using Tailwind, um, at the start of the race for sure. Um, t- Tailwind's a it's a powder product that you mix in the water. Okay. Um, it's got it's electrolyte drink, but it's got some calories too, and that's that, that's a big point is calories and getting enough calories throughout the race. Um, because if you don't if you don't get enough calories you know you'll start to crash and i had that experience at uh, ice age and i I was able to fix it um but if you get too bad especially in a hundred like the stories i've heard are like my stomach turn i didn't eat my stomach turns and i could never recover and then i dnf'd Mm. um so you you gotta keep up on the calories um which also means you need to remain in a a heart rate zone where you can digest the calories okay okay um now you run 100 miles you're not going to be redlining it the whole time anyways but you know (laughs) it's like you know with the heat like you know i i just it's just something i have to keep an eye on you know make sure that i can actually digest stuff because it when you're when you're working out hard like your body diverts blood from your stomach when your stomach doesn't have blood it can't digest nearly as well so um you know it's that's part of the calculus and like and and a lot of that is just that first half of the race um you know i'm targeting like an average of like 16 minute miles uh over the course of the day and you know i can even go slower if if need be um, you know, it'll be really a lot of hiking. Um, uh, and especially if it's like bright and sunny, mm-hmm. like ideal would be like for this time of year would be like overcast 
and like mid 70s um that's usually the perfect running weather like overcast so you don't have to deal with the sun 70s it's not too hot it's not too cold it's like the goldilocks time i mean i would disagree and say 50s instead of 70s okay but you know that's still pretty much we'll compromise we'll say 60s okay (laughs) yeah we're we're settling on 60s we're gonna do that that's the perfect time perfect temperature (laughs) uh so you know, it's like, okay, so, and, like, it was great talking about it with Mike and Paul because, you know, and, and Paul, who's my pacer, he's the guy I uh, crewed at, um, or paced at Kettle, and I paced a 50-miler for him, too. Um, it's awesome going through it because he's like, yeah, no, like, this made sense, or, like, he corrected me on a couple of things or, like, asked, you know, good leading questions and... um it was it was a really nice and like for him to you know when he meets me like he'll be a lot fresher and like he'll be able to prompt me and be like hey make sure you're eating like stuff like that so um but you know so i I mentioned tailwind i'll be using um the i really like um the gatorade endurance uh, okay formula uh, so it's not the normal stuff. Um, I just discovered sugar-free Gatorade at the oh, yeah. 4th of July carnival I was at. And I was like, this is great. Love this. <laughs> All the taste of a melted purple popsicle without the 87 or so grams of sugar. I know. So that's a, that's an interesting po- Like, So in the race, I need the calories. So yeah, yeah, I want the sugar. But mm-hmm. like, a thing that happens to a lot of people is you're eating that all day and by like the later stages of the races you just don't want some you can't you don't want something sweet anymore mm-hmm. like the idea of eating another oreo just <laughs> disgusts yeah. you your body which is so wild because normally I, I have a sweet tooth like normally i would be all over anything but when I, whenever i do like a 5k or something like that like i can't eat mm-hmm. like i can't eat i don't want anybody sh- i can't look at food don't show me food it's really strange yeah well, and I mean, 5Ks are, you know, just human torture. Aww. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're human torture. Bob, you're going to run 100 miles, and I love that you're like, I'm three miles, human torture. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, seriously, I, I, if you give me, if you said, Bob, here's your choices, you can run a 5K as fast as you and hard as you possibly can. Or run a hundred miles, however you want. I'm probably gonna pick the run one hundred miles. But why? Why are you sprinting through the five k? You gotta enjoy it at a leisurely pace. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's yeah, fair. We got the two ends of the spectrum here. Two this ends podcast. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but how much do you pay for that leisurely Okay, stroll? far too much. Yes, Far too much. Exactly. I will agree with you on that. Every time... I haven't done a lot of races lately because I look at the costs. I'm like, I'll just do this myself. Like, never mind. Yeah, I I think like $20 is like the most I want to pay for a 5K. That would be great. Apparently, there used to be a 5K through Great America, and I'm really sad that they don't have that still. Oh, uh, that would be interesting. That'd be fun. Get on the Eagle afterwards. Well. I went to Great America last year. How was it as an adult? I haven't been back in a years. You know, take off on like a random Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And um, especially if it's going to rain or looks like it's going to rain. Mm-hmm. No one will be there. You get on all the rides really fast. It's hey. great. 
Okay, because I was always a little concerned, like, as an adult, is this still going to be fun? Because it was my favorite thing to do at the summer, just spend all day at the park. I, I, I really like roller coasters. I do love a roller coaster. Um, so... Uh, I we had a great. I think we got on ten ride, eleven rides oh, on roller coasters. Nice. Um, I just can't do stuff that spins. I can't do the spins, and I what is it like the boat that used to flip you upside down and hang there? Like I think mm-hmm. I'll black out if I try to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no teacups. So that 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 uh that age has ended. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so you're pumped for this. You've got your pacers. You're, yeah. you're feeling good. We're hoping the foot kind of swings back. Yep. Um, and we were talking nutrition, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. I can't eat more Oreo. Yep. Can't eat more. So I for later, um, later in the race, um, I'll be probably switching over to you can. Okay. Um, okay. Which it's not super sweet, so um, it'll just be a different flavor. And I, mm. I, I, I've used. I've used all these things different. One thing that's been really good for me is like, you know, I've always, every race so that every race has a different nutrition product. Mm -hmm. Like you got, you can, you got gnarly, you got Gatorade, you got Powerade, you got, you know, hammer, like all sorts of different. And there's more than that. Like, and every race has a different one, um, for their on course nutrition. So, it's really annoying because you want to try them all before the race. So, you know, I mean, ideally you're just using the one that you prefer, but I mean that one, it gets expensive and you paid a big race entry. Like if you can use the on course nutrition, that's going to save you some money. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just more convenient to hand somebody behind a table, your bottle and say, please fill this with, you can, Yeah. then, you know, having to like, please fill this with water. And then can you help me? Like, let's pour my powder that i've been measuring cup i only like a fourth of a cup and so um so yeah so i i've got um it'll probably be primarily tailwind and you can um i need lots and lots of salt i sweat heavy i sweat salty so um the last thing that i'll have is lmnt okay um, which is the saltiest thing known to man. Okay. Um, it's even saltier than pure salt somehow. Eek. Okay. Um, but it it's like if you're, this is the environment for it. And it's like, it's what I used when I was running down in Florida a couple of times. And it's, it's good. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I am very, very excited. Uh, I'm, you know, the, you know, having that call last night kind of was like made it real. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, we're close. We're getting there. We're only a couple weeks out. Yeah, and you know, it, it, certainly now I have so much more respect for the distance um, than I did going into Tunnel Hill. Um, and um, you know, I, I'm just a lot more prepared, and you know, having that level of Knowing I'm much more prepared, um, like is a good counterbalance to the nervousness because I am nervous. Like, yeah, make no doubt about it. Bob, if you weren't nervous, I'd be concerned that something was like wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I would be. I'd really be like, hey, buddy, are you sure this is the best idea? 
You're not nervous at all. Well, you know, and it, 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 another comparison to Tunnel Hill, like, I wasn't super nervous going into Tunnel Hill. Like, you know, in my mind, like, it's not like I thought it would be easy. Yeah. I knew it was going to be really hard, and I might not finish. Like, um, but there is that level of, like, ignorance that's helpful. Of, Do you... Do you also think some of that was clicked into like you sounded kind of exhausted before you did Tunnel Hill? Like you oh, said, yeah. you're coming off being sick, really busy. Like I wonder if your brain was just a little didn't have enough energy to be nervous. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. Uh, so the fact that you are now is actually a really good sign. Yeah, yeah. And I made sure, like, I took three days off before the race. There we go. Okay. So, so if work encroaches and gets Wednesday, mm-hmm. that's not that big a deal. Because mm-hmm. it's not going to get more than Wednesday. And I'll still have Thursday and Friday completely free. And just put your phone on airplane mode if work tries to call. Because, nope, you took that time off. Oh, PTO. I love PTO. I love PTO. It's the best. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So, uh, it's it's coming down the pipe. All right, Bob, I'm excited for you. I'm excited we're getting here. I'm I'm. I'm I'm real positive about it. I'm I'm going to keep a positive attitude about it. I think it's going to be great for you. I have... Well, before I bring that one up, um, so kind of the wrap on, on Badger Talk for this is, like you said, we're going to have another episode mm-hmm. um, like two and a half weeks from now, um, and that'll be our go-home show, um, and uh, that'll, that'll be Wednesday evening, so we'll be able to get it out. Um, you know, have to, I'll get it out right away. Now, for everyone who's you know listening to this in some distant future, that doesn't mean anything. But for for everyone <laughs> else, you can you can look forward to having an episode of this to listen to as you travel to Badger. Um. Now, I have a I have a question. Okay. For you. Um. How's your vinyl collection? I mean, it's slowly growing. I'm not gonna lie, and this is the uh, this is entirely the fault of the Ten Junk Mile podcast because they invited us over to be on their podcast, and uh, they put a vinyl on, and I was like, "Oh my god, vinyls! Vinyls are amazing!" And then my roommate had a record player, and so now I own uh, three records. It's gonna be four when the one I requested comes in it. I found a real live record store. Like just sells nothing but records. Mm-hmm. Very nice place. Very nice guy who runs it. Smells exactly the way I thought it was going to, which is like incense covering what I think might be a weed smell, but like <laughs> still very nice, organized. And uh I gotta tell you, I'm having a great whole fucking time. I'm like I'm like, oh my God, it's like, mm, physical media. I've missed you so <laughs> So what are the albums? The albums are, uh, I got Tea for the Tillerman by Cat Stevens. I've got Back to Black uh, by Amy Winehouse. I bought the, I found this at Target. I found the red edition of Janelle Monae's new album, The Age of Pleasure. It's red. It looks amazing. Mm -hmm. And then I've got another Janelle Monae album coming through, uh, which is Dirty Computer. So I'm having a, I've got a couple days off coming up in a couple weeks. And my entire plan is to put my records on and get day drunk as I lay on my floor. So <laughs> that's the plan. For, <laughs> I got nothing else going on because I've had a I've had a very overstuffed uh, beginning of the year. Work's been crazy, 
and a project's going to finish up and I'm like, I'm taking two days off. I'm going to lay on my floor, put my records on and get drunk on some vodka. So it's going to be great. That sounds pretty wonderful. Thank you. (laughs) Really looking forward to it. Now, I do expect by like the next time we record that you will have that you like you're it's going to be an exponential growth of vinyl i can't help it i'm now i'm now I'm, uh, people have told me now where they sell records i didn't know they mm-hmm. sold them anywhere anymore mm-hmm. and i've been told like yeah target uh i've been told like where various record stores are i found out half price books has records it's bad bob it's gonna be bad <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> Really, very uh, distinctly shaped packages are about to start showing up at my house. <laughs> like that's definitely a vinyl. <laughs> uh, oh, but I like it. I like it. It's fun. <laughs> that's awesome. I we've got several records in the house. I mean, they're they're all just kind of nerdy soundtrack. <laughs> Although I do have my four Foo Fighters albums, um, nice. which are great wall art. Um, one day I would be interested in, in getting a record player. Yeah. Um, I asked my, my roommate when she had one. She goes, oh, I have uh, J.R.R. Tolkien reading The Hobbit on records. And I was like, oh, and she's got, she bought a, she's got like a couple comedy albums like Lenny, Bruce, and Mobs Mabley is I think what it was. Mm-hmm. So like old school, like back from the 60s comedy albums. And so then I'm, so she's got, th- which I think are very cool. And then I'm over here with like, I'm going to put you on my name. Is that okay? <laughs> That that is an interesting mix. For I, sure. I have layers, Bob. We have layers, layers. in the house I, I live in. <laughs> See, I, I can't I can't make that jump yet to buy a record player because um I know me mm-hmm. and I know like I'm not going to buy like the sixty dollar record player. Mm-hmm. It would be like the much more expensive record player and then like the really nice set of speakers to go with it. (laughs) So this is something that, you know, one day, maybe one day, maybe, but not, not right now. I have, I have far too much rabbit running gear to buy. It's good that you have that. Like your daughter does need a college fund. So I respect that you understand you need to put that boundary down. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, uh, do you remember those samosas? Yeah. 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 They so were delicious, good. right? So good. Okay. Now, what if I told you there was a race this past weekend where um, people started a line. Okay. They ate a samosa. Okay. Then ran a mile. Then they ate another samosa. And then they ran another mile. I don't know how I feel about this because I feel like it might make me sick. And then it might ruin the samosas. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the samosa stumble too. The samosa stumble. Oh, amazing! I love it. <laughs> and uh, they did it last year. They did it again this year. Um, I, I I I regret not going, but I couldn't. Uh, it. Do you know what the winning number of samosas was? I'm gonna guess like twenty five. 20 20 still i just i feel like what i know would happen is that it'd start that race off like what a great idea love a samosa then about halfway through i'd be like i've made a great mistake yes mm-hmm. made a great I, I i'm all about an after run samosa but during because we did this with bananas like when i was on the track team in high school for whatever 
God knows why, but we did this with bananas and it ended badly. Let's say that. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> How how's your running been going? It's good. I'm still doing the the lunch runs. I'm really glad that I can get back outside now that the air quality is better because I do just really like them. They're very relaxing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to mix it up with like some yoga because I'm stiff and getting older and it's very annoying. But it's been nice. It's been a really nice. Um, it's just been a nice solid pace. Nice. Got to find some different places to run, though, because I'm getting real sick of the areas around my place. Mm. It's just not a lot. of. It's hard, though, because like there's just not a lot of places to go. And if I want to do it at lunch, I have to leave from my house. Right. So we'll see. I might, as the weather cools off a little in autumn, I might try to go find some trails. There you go. That'll be fun. Yeah. All right. All right. Um. A correction that I have from the last episode, um, I was making a a a, um, a veiled uh, shout out to somebody, and I incorrectly said that um, someone was running across Alabama. Uh, I meant to say that somebody uh, was running across Tennessee. Oh God, this. And, um, I just want to make that correction. Uh, congrats to Shay for, uh, finishing hots. Um, oh, they finished. Okay. Congrats friend. I don't, I've, I don't know you, but congrats. It sounded really hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I'll send you her race report. Wow. It, it, it was, uh, it was pretty incredible. And, you know, it, it it's interesting. Cause I think about, um, what, what I would want to do after Badger and fortunately with Badger so close, it's like, it's, it's gotten easier to like put anything after that out of the back. It's like, it's a lot easier for me to say, okay, I just need to not think about that for the next three weeks. Um, whereas like for the past couple months, it's like, yeah, but I got a lot of time until Badger. Like I can think about it and, and no, no, no kind of lock it up. But you know, thinking about it, I, you know, would I, would I, ever want to do anything you know one would i want to do another hundred and would i want to do something longer than a hundred and um you know whether or not i'd want to um i definitely wouldn't feel like this like i don't think i'd feel this urge to be like i need to like okay i need like this because i think part a lot of what i'm uh, why i wanted to to run a hundred miles is just to to see if I could and like to prove it to myself that, um, I could do it. And when I think of this, you know, when I think of distances beyond a hundred miles, it just doesn't, um, it doesn't like beg to me in the same way of like, could you do this? Yeah. You know, and it, you know, it's a valid question. Like, could I run Cocodona two fifty? you know, like, but for some reason that it doesn't, that doesn't capture me in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, the, um, but you know, there are folks out there who are doing, you know, amazing things and crushing it. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's so inspiring to see people do that stuff. Um, and, um, you know, and I, I'd like to, uh, make a shout out to your friend, Hey, my friend Ogre, who ran their first Ogre, who ran their first ten k. Congrats, congrats, congrats. Um, yeah, no, I can't believe you listen to this podcast, but I always appreciate hearing from you that you listen to this podcast. 
I still can't believe it whenever any of my friends are like, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, really? Okay, that's cool. Not that I don't love our podcast. I'm just always like, oh, wow, okay. You're a better friend than me. <laughs> I, I think you'd be surprised how many people are listening to the podcast and how many people will ping me um, to, to, uh, to, you know, comment on on the episode and how many people do you know how many people like do we get stats or anything? he knows all of this i'm just like i just like to show up and get dinner and then talk <laughs> into a microphone do like do do we have stats on like how many people you think are listening yes is it more than 12 yes oh good for us <laughs> i'm so proud of us uh yeah no i i have I, I do have some stats um and uh but you know it, more than a stat it's like it's the people who reach out um, or like who, who like see me at a race and are like, Hey, I've been listening to the podcast. Oh, that is this super is cool. sweet. Like, that, that, you know, that's just so, so awesome to, to hear. Um, and, uh, you know, certainly, um, you know, if we inspire anyone to, to run, that's also you know that's that's kind of the the pinnacle yeah you know i don't i don't necessarily you know if you if you decide to run 100 miles because you're listening to this podcast um you probably owe me like hatred and disdain (laughs) um more than thanks but is this what I'm going to be saying when I open up my 50th record? Like, <laughs> I can't believe they got me in a vinyl. I think I said I would never do. Sass, how did you get so into vinyl? I, did, I don't want to talk about it, okay? <laughs> 10 junk mile. <laughs> running? What? What? This how does running and records make, have... This doesn't make any sense. What are you talking about? You know, but what's actually really interesting, because I've been... I've been really thinking about doing this podcast with you and like how far, how long we've been doing it and like what did I come to the conclusion of doing mm-hmm. this? And what's very strange is that I realized that like I needed running very much in like my 20s and 30s. Like I mm-hmm. needed it in a way that I was definitely kind of leaning on. Um, and r- due to a variety of reasons that we're not going to go into, what this podcast has made me realize is that I don't need it anymore. That just means that I get to enjoy it now. Oh, interesting. And it's like really nice. Because now okay. I just, I feel like, like, now that I'm not, like, using it to kind of soothe certain areas of my life, I am just kind of like, oh, this is really nice. I'm really enjoying this. Um, It's just a nice part of my day. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's really cool. Because I feel like, you know, the vast majority of people who talk to me about running, mm-hmm. you know, there's, like, some, like it's it's they're keeping down their demons or yeah you know or it's their stress relief it's it's kind of it's cool to hear like uh, this is purely just fun just fun it's it's very it's really interesting because i was definitely in that category for a long time mm-hmm. of like people who were using it for certain things and i kind of wonder and i'm like i wonder if i'll still want to do this and what's really i just love that i still do like i'm like oh this is really nice i love my lunch runs i i really like them in the afternoons it's just it's it's a very different type of running that i'm doing and i'm just very interested to see where it takes me now now when what does that like does that manifest in different ways on your run like 
is it is it kind of in your headspace? Yes, actually. Like I would find that I was paying practically no attention to where I was running. Like I had yeah. my paths that I would stick with and half the reason I did that was cuz I didn't I would put my headphones on and I didn't want to think about anything. Mm-hmm. Um and I was very much retreating into my head. And then lately I'm noticing as I'm running I'm like, well, everything's real nice. Like mm-hmm. kind of paying attention to the neighborhood, like where am I? Like do I want, do I want to find more, you know, interesting running spaces? Um, and then afterwards, I don't necessarily feel uh, like, oh, thank God, I you know have kept it at bay for another day. So much as I feel like, well, all right, yeah, kind of relaxed now. Nice, nice. It's very nice. Very nice. Yeah. No, we gotta get you out on trails. <laughs> we gotta get you out on trails. There's so much to look at on the trails, Sass. Are there deer? I do like deer. I've seen so so many deer. Oh, I love deer. Um, they're very cute. Every so. Um, ornery mule racing um that's michelle hartwig's company she runs a lot of her races out of veterans acres park um up in there okay somewhere up there close to the wisconsin border i like that you're pointing like at the I ceiling I'm like yeah yeah cool. it's up there somewhere up there you on, love the love up there floor. um <laughs> is it round like no i don't think i don't know it's one of those lake towns <laughs> up in northern <laughs> illinois um, and it's, uh, every time I've run there, mm-hmm. I've seen like tons of deer. Um, but I see deer there. I also see deer in the forest preserve, um, that's at the end of the Naperville river Oh, walk. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly where that is. Yeah. I see, I, I, I see deer in there, um, periodically. Um, you know what I see a lot of mm. coyotes. They are all over the place. Like they're yeah. even up by me. I was driving home once and I stopped the car because I was like, "Oh no, somebody's dog is loose." And they're nope. like, "Nope, that's a coyote. That's Don't okay. get out of the car." Yeah. <laughs> now nah, just yell at them. Um, but no, I I see them all the time. Um, I saw one last night. Nice. Um. So yeah. But yeah, lots to see. We'll see birds. What Birds love a bird. I'm birds. I am the dork who during during the pandemic I bought a bird book because I was like I'm gonna list all the birds in the area mm. and I'm like super into it. It's oh it's the nerdiest thing in the entire world. <laughs> oh it's sometimes I sit outside of myself and I'm like are we looking up a fucking bird and I'm like we are indeed. See and now where you are with running like you you can just when you see the bird like you can enjoy it. You can stop. I can be like oh my god there's a bird. There's a bird. Oh love this. Now, are, so are you sticking to like still three miles? I'm sticking to the same distance. What I'm also noticing is that I just don't. I I I was always had a weird relationship to how fast it was taking me to run these. Like mm-hmm. I never really checked unless I was going to do like an official 5K, and then I tried to keep it in the same um, place. But lately, I'm just like, I don't care. Like what? Fuck it. I don't care about the time. I'm got a distance. This is where I'm going to go, um, and I'm just going to run until I feel good. There you go. Yeah. No. Running can be relaxing. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, it's always been, it's always been, it's been more soothing than it's ever been relaxing before, which are two, they feel like two very different things, even though oh, they sound okay. similar. Interesting. Like, our, it's cool, your anxiety is at bay for another 24 hours, <laughs> but the clock has been reset. <laughs> <laughs> What is it? It's, There's a movie where like they're always trying to catch a serial killer, and they're like the clock gets reset with every new victim, and like that's how I felt about running. 
Like your oh anxiety resets with every new victim, with every new run. Oh my gosh. It's like, well, I mean, and obviously Pacific Rim. Oh, clearly. Reset the clock. Uh, oh God, what is it like? If we're seeing kaiju every four minutes or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, oh. It's like, it's like, you know, what is it? Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. You've you've moved. Uh, you've taken care of like the anxiety part. Now you can you, you can be on the like the self actualization. Ooh, that's nice. There you go. Love that. Doing it just because I enjoy it. Yeah. If I come in here like glowing or something, and I'd say like Bob, I've learned some secrets about life. It's gonna be because I went running and enjoyed it and reached a new state of higher being. Uh, you know. I will share all of that I learned with you though, and this podcast. Excellent. There we go. Excellent. All right. Well, I think that is all I had on the agenda for today. That's uh, all I got. So um, we will um, we'll be back in uh, less than three weeks. Uh, and uh, we hope you all have a wonderful day. Have a good day.